0: Welcome to the Abbott Loop Community Church podcast. Enjoy this message from Josh Tanner. We're in the middle of a really uh, important series that I think is foundational for our church, and it's all about authority—how authority works, how we use it, and uh, how, how we use it well is really the goal. But so we're talking about how authority operates, and last week we we're talking a lot about um, what is authority. And what in the world is going on with this thing, and uh, how important is it? So when we look at authority, and if we think authority's bad, then we have a serious problem, because who made authority? God. And so that's what we explored last week, is that God is actually the one with the original idea. He set it in motion. He created authority and put it to work, and he entrusted it to people, human beings, imperfect human beings. Hello, that's us, right? And so he gave it to us. So the the focus here is, one, we have to understand he made it. He is entrusting it. How do we use it properly? And we have to first get ourselves in alignment with the fact that it's good. Authority is good, even though people have used it bad. Amen? So let's pray. Father, we're asking for your grace, your love, to pour out on this message and on each one of us. God, we want to be in alignment with what you see. We want to be in alignment with who you are, God. And we want to operate within the scope of how you set things up to work. And so, God, we pray that we would get a fresh vision for how your authority works and how to put it to work and how to be effective in your kingdom. So, God, will you pour out your spirit today? God, we come against the enemy who would want to distract, divide, or cause dissension or disbelief and a doubt, God, we just rebuke him in Jesus' name and pray for an open heaven here and that, Holy Spirit, you would come and minister to us and fill us up, feed us today in Jesus' name, amen. So let me ask you a couple questions before we really get rolling, all right? Does God want the body of Christ to be powerful or weak? Powerful, okay, awesome. Does God want the church to be moving or stagnant? Moving. Okay, so he wants to be powerful and moving. Does God want the church to be healthy or unhealthy? Healthy. Okay, so we're going to be healthy, moving, and powerful. Guess what? That's what authority is made for. That's what authority is made for. Authority is made to move us in a healthy, powerful way. But you and I, if we don't buy into authority, we get stagnant. And when things get stagnant, they start to smell bad. Right? Water gets stagnant. Air gets stagnant. You get stagnant. All of those things start to smell bad. In fact, weird things start to grow. Everybody's like, take a bath. Get that water moving, right? Get it? Moving. Authority is made, designed, shaped to create movement in the body of Christ. When things move right and well, they're healthy. When your body moves right and well, it becomes healthy, right? When water moves right and well, it becomes healthy. But if it stops moving, everything starts to break down. So the word authority is a really cool word And it really means this, empowerment. Empowerment. So when you think of authority, you think about authorization, enablement, liberation. Authority actually creates freedom, permission, inspiration, and again, movement in any team or organization. For anything of complexity to work together, it needs authority. See, like I grew up... um, like a like a farm kid almost when I grew up in Nikiski. And so in Nikiski, we my dad, we're always working. We're always chopping stuff down, building things, and it was country life, right? We weren't doing hay and you know, cows and stuff like that. But we, you know, we're always building, we had all kinds of stuff we were constructing. So I grew up driving heavy equipment. The first thing I ever learned how to drive was a tractor. We'd rent different heavy equipment things. And my dad would always play this little trick on me, and it didn't take me very long to figure it out, Uh, but if you've ever driven any different kinds of heavy equipment, um, he'd throw me up in the thing and be all like, go get it and start it. You can start it. You can drive it. I'm like, 11? Heck, yeah. I get to go drive a tractor or an excavator when I'm 11? You bet. Of course, it's Nikiski, so I mean, you know, very little rules and boundaries out there. So I'd jump in, I'd spend an hour trying to figure out how to turn it on. So annoying. And I'd turn on, he'd teach me how to turn one on after about an hour, I don't know why he'd do this to me. It was fun for him, I guess, just to watch me struggle. But uh, I did learn a valuable lesson. <laughs> he'd come in, he'd show me how to start one and then I'd get into another one thinking, oh, it'll start the same way, try the same trick. No, that's not how heavy equipment is. Heavy equipment, they all have different tricks. Every type of equipment kind of has a different trick to turn it on. And it's sort of like a little safety mechanism, right? You gotta know how to turn that piece on. Some have codes, some you gotta lift the pedal, some you gotta like flip a switch, turn two switches at the same time. Doesn't matter, they're all different. All right? And what, the point here is, is that when you get into one, you need to have the instruction manual on how to operate. Because I'd get inside these and I'd get them turned on. My dad would finally turn me, teach me how to turn them on. One of the things he'd always tell me about driving heavy equipment is, You can mess stuff up real fast. Hey, this thing is big, and it's heavy, and there are times when you might run over something or bump into something, and it's so big and so heavy, you won't even feel it. You won't even realize you've damaged something because it's so big, and it's bigger than you. Okay? Okay? And see so, yeah, I get in this stuff, and, I, and then I moved into oil field life, and so then I'd drive these gigantic loaders. As like a 19, 20-year-old kid, I'm driving these huge loaders with drill pipe all over the place, and I messed some stuff up. I mean, I bust, I, I've, I ran in my dad's house before. I busted like, big chunks of his buildings off. I've ran over bikes. Uh, I've backed into cars Some of these things I didn't even know happened, because the very thing he told me I needed to watch out for, I didn't realize happened, right? Fortunately, everyone, every human being or living things around me, I'm not sure that I, there's anybody who's dead because of me driving heavy equipment, okay, so that's good, right? Everybody's still living. But one of the things that happens and has happened is that when you get an authority, it's like driving a large piece of heavy equipment. It's bigger than you are. It's got weight and power to it that sometimes you can't feel where it begins and ends. It has an operation manual. You need to understand how to turn it on. You gotta know how to work it. If somebody just puts you in charge of something, it doesn't mean you actually know how to run it. My dad put me in charge of the loader. You're in charge of the loader. I'm like, yeah, I sat there for an hour doing nothing. Jack squat, right? And I needed the operational manual. How does this piece of equipment work? How does authority work? You get a title at the job. Now you're the foreman. You're the crew chief. You're the team leader, right? You're in charge of some sort of pastoral ministries or, 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 or some team leadership in church. You, but I'm a parent. How did that happen? Well, let's go to science class, okay? We can go to health class teach you a little lesson here. It happens, and you're like, whoa, I shouldn't be in charge of this. I remember when I had my first child, I was 18 years old, and we're carrying our baby, he's 22 now, we're carrying our baby home, and they're like, well, go home, I'm thinking, you're just gonna let me take you home? You're allowed to do that? This doesn't seem right. I'm not, I don't have an owner's manual, I don't know how to do this authority thing. I'm a parent. I don't even know how to turn on a piece of heavy equipment yet, right? Okay, and you're a parent. Sometimes you get thrust into leadership roles and you don't have the owner's manual. What you need to know is you need to know how to operate. And when you need to understand when you don't know and have the humility to say, I don't understand how this works and I need to learn. So I need to lean in and I need to learn how it operates because this is bigger than me and I can create a lot of damage real quick. I can do a lot of work real quick, but I can create a lot of damage real quick too. So I need to understand how authority works. I need to understand how it operates, where it begins and ends, and make sure I'm not just bumping into, running into, and running over lots of stuff. So uh, this other quick story is I grew up commercial fishing too, and you guys hear a lot of my oil field fishing stories because that's what I did. And I was on this fishing vessel, and we're out set netting, and it was one of my earlier times of being on there, and I made some really big blunders in my first years, you know, and first few trips. And so we get in this bind. We're up against this dock, the net is over the gunnel. We have these pins in to hold the net back and we're going full power into this net. To survive, <laughs> okay? So it's hard to describe more than that. If you were there, you'd be thinking, we're about to die, all right? <laughs> and the skipper was like, we're about to die. So everybody's on full on point. We're full throttle, pushing into this net and these pins are in. And so I'm on, the whole crew's on the side of the pins where if we pull the pins out, the boat's going this way to a swept us all off the boat, right? And he's telling me, pull out the pins. I'm thinking, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm not pulling the pins out. And, and i look like, no. And he's like, you know, pull out the pins. And he starts, you know, filling in some colorful language. And I'm thinking, we all actually go on the other side, the other guys in the crew, we go on the other side of the the net where the pins were at because we're freaking out. And of course, I'm defying the leadership, authority of the skipper. And I'm like, we gotta be on this side because I'm thinking we're going full bore. And if we pull the pins out, we're all gonna get swept. I didn't know what he was gonna do. What he was gonna do next. And he had to explain it to me. (laughs) He goes, I'm gonna back off the throttle right when you pull the pins out. So pull out the freaking pins and get on the other side of the thing, you know. And then I was like, oh, I see what you're gonna do. I didn't, I couldn't see what you were gonna do. And so I rebelled. (laughs) And then... When we got done, I go on the other side, we pull out the pins and he backs off the throttle and we're able to pull out and we're to safety, right? And when we got back on the shore, (laughs) the skipper had a few words to say with me. Again, he filled in the core point with all kinds of other colorful um, examples of my character and nature. (laughs) Most of them were pretty short, four letter words. Apparently those, they did stick. I got the point, point. <laughs> and I realized in what I couldn't see and my rebellion, I put everybody on the boat at risk, because I have two days of experience being a fisherman. This guy had 20 years. He knew exactly what he was going to do next, and my job was to trust him and what had been entrusted to him and his experience, but I didn't. So I rebelled and put everybody's life at risk. You know what, when we understand authority and we come into it and we trust in it, we are not just trusting in the person, we are truly trusting in God. And when we start to trust God more than we do people, then we start to trust people more than we do before. Because we trust God, you are really in control. Because he can see it all. And then God puts entrusted to people with experience things that we can't see. And when people are in authority, they see more than we see. They don't see it all, but they see things differently. And we have to build this trust relationship that people can see stuff we can't see, right? And then when we do, we just trust, okay, I'm going to do what you're telling me to do, even though I don't know everything. So really healthy submission does not have to know everything because it trusts, so how do we get to this type of relationship? The first thing is we have got to understand how authority works. So if we don't understand, we get sideways and we go, we, we go off track in authority and in leadership when we don't understand how authority works, where it comes from, and who it belongs to. Authority belongs to somebody, and guess what? That somebody isn't you. Matthew, chapter 28, verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Okay, so lesson number one. All authority belongs to Jesus. That's actually pretty good, isn't it? Anybody feel a little lighter? So, right, i like, oh, thank God, because I have a lot of responsibilities in the kingdom and in my own personal life. You know, I signed up for six kids. That's a big job. But all authority belongs to him. So if it belongs to him, but then I use it or get some of it, how does that relationship work? See, but at first I have to believe it actually is all his. And then it has a purpose. Authority has a focused outcome. It has a purpose. Verse 19, therefore go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you to the end of the age. It does not say all authority was given to me and then entrusted to you to buy a jet. to build a mansion. <laughs> Come on. All authority is not in given to God or gi- given to Jesus and entrusted to disciples to build a kingdom for ourselves. He says, I have authority. I'm entrusting it to you to go make disciples. The purpose is kingdom expansion. It's empowering people to know and love Jesus, not to build bigger stuff for yourself. If you're moving into church leadership, me as a pastor, you should stop following me if I use all our money to buy a jet. Leave this church. Find one that uses kingdom resources better than me, okay? If I build a mansion for myself with all your money, you should do something else with your money. Please. Amen? Because I should use all, I should, I should, I am entrusted, you are entrusted. God's authority, we get to use to accomplish tasks for him and they should always be about making disciples and they should always have a focused outcome that is a kingdom outcome. Okay, okay. One of the other things is that, like, okay, let's look at Matthew chapter 11, verse 27. We'll throw this one in here. My Father has entrusted everything to me, Jesus says. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son, and those whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. All authority is in Jesus and given to Him. My Father has entrusted everything to me. Who's in charge? Jesus. He's in charge charge. Who has all the resources, all the authority? Jesus. So I want you to think about like this. One guy has all the money. One person has all the money. No one else has any currency, no money. Doesn't exist. So if you don't get your money from him to go buy things, you, you try to print it yourself, create it yourself, you're creating a counterfeit. It's not real. It's fake. It's false to try to make something happen. And I there was a kid at Costco the other day who ran by me, and I almost tackled him. But then I, I thought, I might not be dressed for this. So I let him run. Is that weird? He was trying to buy something with a counterfeit $100 bill. And then the Costco guys were chasing after him. You know, he was running off, pulling his pants up. If you're going to rob somewhere, wear pants that fit. I I almost I let him go for like ten seconds and I thought I could still catch him. Easy. And I'm in my dress shoes. He's like run all those fans up. Okay. Side point. You cannot do real things with counterfeit. You can't lead real kingdom things with counterfeit authority. Jesus has it all, and if he hasn't given it to you, you're not going to be effective. It's all fake. It's all counterfeit. I don't want to live a counterfeit leadership life. I hope you don't want to live a counterfeit leadership life. So you've got to understand who has the authority, where it all comes from, embrace that, fall in love with that. And then you have to understand how it works. How does it work? Let's look at John chapter 14, verse 10. Don't you believe that I am in the Father? Jesus talking again. Okay, when Jesus is teaching on authority, pay attention, all right? Lesson number two, all right, that's probably lesson number two. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak of my own authority. So pause. Jesus says, I am in the Father. And the words I speak aren't mine, they're his. Jesus has all authority because he is in. Because he's in. And when he's in, then he has. Rather, it is the Father living in me who does the work. So I don't speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing the work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe in the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do works I have been doing, for they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. We jump to verse 20. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father and you are in me and I am in you. If you want to understand authority, you have to understand it's about being in. In, in, not under, in. Under's not a bad concept to think about, but it's about being in. Under sounds controlling and we start to think my job is to control you, protect you. Protection comes from being in, true. Safety comes from being in, it does. Over is like overlording. And God never called us to be overlording. In fact, He doesn't even overlord us, and He has all. (laughs) He has all authority, and He doesn't use it to overlord, but He uses it to place you in. And when you're in, you're safe. True. When you're in, you're empowered when you're in. You're free. Isn't it amazing that when we think about in, sometimes we think about it like prison? Oh shoot, I'm in. Oh, it's like you're in the prison. It, being in the kingdom's not going to prison. It's getting out of prison. See, we think sometimes this anarchy of lifestyle is freedom, and it's not real freedom. That's exposure exposure is how you die you get left out in exposure in the wilderness you're gonna die you are not safe but when you find yourself in when you're in a loving family you find freedom health care you find power empowerment all right he wants to entrust the kingdom to us Matthew 16:19. First, we have to understand we're called to be in, as Jesus was in, and that's where we find real authority, and he wants to entrust it to us. Verse 16, or chapter 16, verse 9, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus wants to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. He tells his disciples, they're like, how do we pray? They go, look, you need to pray that heaven comes to earth, and not your will be done, but his will be done. Get in alignment with what heaven wants to do, with the resources of heaven want to do in and through your life. That's what you need to be praying every single day. And I have all the keys and I want to give them to you. So I want you to drive it. Like, dad, you're going to let me drive the tractor? Heck yeah. I couldn't believe it when my dad said I could drive the tractor at 12. I didn't feel like I was qualified. He knew better. He actually knew better which is kind of wild to think about. And sometimes we feel underqualified and afraid to move in authority. What if I make a mistake? God goes, "I got mistakes covered." That's what I died for. My mercy covers all your mistakes. What I want you to do is get in. Get in. Get in the excavator and dig a hole for Jesus. That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to get in the excavator, get in the loader. Use the authority he gave you. And yeah, it's gonna be scary. Yeah, you need to pay attention. Yeah, you need to look around. And when you mess up your dad's house, you need to go back and repair it. Clean up your messes. Be really careful about how you drive the authority God gave you, the heavy equipment he gave you, yes. And you need to be submitted and trust what you can't see, that the Father can see things and the people that he's entrusted for you to also be in authority under, right? Or in, that they can see things you can't and be submitted to them and love that and feel that as protection, not control. Isn't it interesting that when we pray, we pray in Jesus' name? That's not on accident. We pray in him, because he's in us, and we're in him. We find authority to pray and to move the kingdom, even in prayer, is in him. Your spiritual power comes from being in, in Christ. Okay, so what we're going to do right now is just going to do a little object lesson, which is probably what most of you guys love. I got to shoe. Okay, I'm going to trip on that, which would be exciting and make for some good Facebook material, but love hula hoops. (laughs) I cannot do any of these, so don't expect me to, okay? I don't have some gigantic, if I could hula hoop, dude, we'd be busting doubles. I'd be doing this thing, but all right, so um, here's what we have. I wish that this circle was a little smaller because it represents the authority we have, and... Uh, I'm pretty sure I don't have that much authority with Jesus. The larger circle is God's authority, all. So Jesus has all. The Father has the same size circle, okay, which is the outer one, because right? He gave it all to Jesus, right? So Jesus has the same size as the Father in authority. But then He gives authority to people, which is nuts. But authority is given for a clear responsibility. And that responsibility has a shape. And the best shapes are circles. Everybody knows this. They're my favorite shapes. And I believe they represent the kingdom. Do you have a tiny one? Oh, Kimmy. Look, and then a little tiny one. This is how some of us start out, right? (laughs) Little tiny circles. That's great. Thanks, Kim. Good addition to my object lesson here. Your wrists are so small, that actually fits on you? No way. We'll get it on three fingers, right? Okay, so, it's a great example here. Okay, so what we have here is God has authority, right? Then he entrusts authority to other people, and then we find ourselves in. But you only have it because you're in it. So what, what drives authority? Why do we have authority? Authority is designed for a responsibility. The responsibility defines the shape or in size of the circle. Clear responsibility. You are in charge of fill in the blank. And then the circle stops. You are not in charge of all the rest of the stuff in the world. Sometimes... We like to define our own circles. We like to, God gave us a circle this big, and he goes, I want you to do this. And you're like, okay, awesome. Well, I'm going to start doing all this other stuff too. woo <laughs> Why? Because it makes me feel important. I'm bigger. Look at how big I am. But then we're out here. We're not in God's authority. So then we have no power. We're counterfeit. False fake. You can feel it. Someone starts talking to you and they don't have real authority, especially in the spirit. Okay? This is not weirdo stuff right now. We're not talking... And start talking to you in tongues, you're like, did you get it? Did you interpret it? No, I don't know what you're saying. Okay, we're talking about genuine authority to lead with power, and integrity. That is gonna have a shape. It's designed on a real responsibility. The authority is to carry it out, and you will be accountable. Hello. That's the part we all love, is we're accountable for what God has entrusted to us. If God asked me to do this, This is all I'm accountable for. But if I think I'm supposed to do all this, then I'm going to stress out. I'm going to be freaking out because I'm not qualified, nor am I have the jurisdiction to do all this other stuff out here, and I'm going to stink at it, and I'm going to tank, and I'm probably going to control, manipulate, and uh, uh, do other things that are ungodly, that are outside the authority of Christ to try to accomplish all this stuff that God didn't ask me to do. Because the power of Christ is living in you. The power of Christ is living in you to do the things he is entrusting to you. In, in, in. He gives it to you, the responsibility, steward this. Your job is to steward that and that alone. Well, with excellence. Excellence. And love it. And thank God and be a secure person in who you're not. It's okay that you don't have to be all these other things. Thank God that you don't have to be all that other stuff right now. Being all these other things doesn't make you more important. It just means you're doing more stuff. (laughs) Do only what he called you to do. And if he tells you to do something inside of a circle in your life, forget that, I'm just going out here and do whatever I want, and you abandon your responsibility, now the kingdom doesn't move. Because he's not given your circle yet to someone else until you're so unfaithful with your circle. He takes it away from you and your responsibility and gives it to somebody else who will be in authority. Take responsibility for what has been entrusted to them. When you're faithful, he puts you in charge of more but when he puts you in charge of more, you know the definition of the circle around you and you're not overreaching, you're not a counterfeit, you also have the grace, the power of the Holy Spirit to accomplish that task. But you'll never find it out, you have to be in. And if you get one foot out, one foot in, a man, a woman who is double-minded will be unstable in all he or she does, it's James. You'll be blown around like a reed in the wind. You'll be like, kind of in, and then you're like, oh, it's really hard to be this in you. You're like, kind of in. You're gonna be like me on that fishing vessel who doesn't know when to pull the pin, and you're gonna put people at risk. If you're going in, go all in. The kingdom of God is an all in kind of format here. It's not a partial in, partial out, okay? And what he's entrusted us to, we have to be careful with, because it's a real responsibility that we are carrying out with the resources, the authority is resources to do the job. It's not bossiness to get it done. (laughs) Right? You will be held accountable. There will be an account. And you know what is gonna burn up? So God's gonna like light it all on fire. Gigantic heavenly bonfire. It's gonna be a rager and it's gonna be awesome. All the works that meant nothing, burn up. And it's going to be a heavenly bonfire. And you know what's left over? Is the stuff that mattered. You know what's going to matter? What he entrusted to you and you stewarded well. That's going to be pure gold. And that's going to be left over. Amen? That's it? What's in your circle? What is God asking you to do? Do it faithfully. Steward it well. Love who he made you. Whether it's a janitorial position, a ministry of helps, a ministry, pastoral counseling type thing, preaching, teaching, evangelism, worship, loving people, hospitality, administration, leadership. It it doesn't matter what it is he's asking you to do. Whatever it is, the gift of giving, all of that stuff he has entrusted to you. Do your circle. What is your circle? And you need to find out from Jesus what your circle is. And then do it with integrity and godliness and fear that God is going to hold you and I accountable for what we just abandoned and walked away from or what we did in the inside. How well do we lead it? Well, I want to walk into heaven and he says, well done, good and faithful servant. That little circle I gave you, you loved it. You nurtured it. And you didn't want extra. See, like, if I try to lead out here in a big circle like this, that's not mine, that's all going to burn up. Waste of time. Why stress out about that when I could go golfing? I could spend time with my kids. I could sit in the sun. If he's asking me to do this and I do it faithful, I'm not doing more until he puts more in my trust. Then I'll just do it. And if that's everything, that's everything. That's awesome. I want to do whatever the master, whatever the king is asking me to do. But you're only going to find it when you're in. If you get out, you're going to stop moving. Everything else is going to stop moving. It takes faith, church. It takes faith. The Roman centurion in Matthew chapter eight, we find him coming to Jesus for a need. Someone, one of his guys was sick and he comes to Jesus and he's like, Jesus, I need you to move in my life. This guy is a total pagan, okay? But he had faith, he believed in Jesus. And Jesus is like, let's go, I'll go pray for him. He goes, you don't have to do that. I'm a man who's in authority. And I understand how it works. And I believe that if you just say, see when I just tell my guys to go do it, I know it gets done. All you have to do is say that do it and it'll be done. And Jesus goes, what? Faith like this, I haven't even seen in Israel. This guy gets it. Do you get it? Faith, it's about trusting in God, not in a normal, regular human being. When when, when I am in submission, I'm in authority. It's about trusting in Him. I am have authority because I'm in it. That's all. That's how it works but I have to trust God. My faith levels have to increase. They gotta go up like crazy for me to truly understand how to operate in authority. Amen? Amen? Any adjustments that need to be made in our lives today? That's what we're after right now. This is challenge time. God wants to move. He wants his church to move, but he wants to do it healthy and empower, right? He wants it moving, healthy, with power, but that comes when us as leaders, we all operate with integrity. We don't take we we don't take this crazy sinful lifestyles that that just like, oh well I can just do that. We do that, we're stepping out, or we're living with two feet in, and then we're like halfway in the excavator driving it around. Oh, that's dangerous. You've got to be all the way in control and that means living in righteousness. Not so that you measure up and people think you're okay. So you don't make a giant mess in the kingdom. (laughs) When you're driving something, don't make a mess. You also have to be careful with the thing that God has entrusted to you and the people that are around you so you don't run them over and damage their lives. We've got to operate with integrity. A higher level of integrity. And this is one of the things we're going to talk about this next week. Next week we're going to talk about How do we lead around and in bad authority, okay? We're called to be all this in thing. I get what you're thinking, but what about when the pastor's terrible? What about when the leader is a total choker and he's in sin or she's in sin and they're doing stupid things? Amen, what about that? Right, we're gonna talk about that next week. We're gonna see through the life of King David, how he operated under an unhealthy leader. How did he still say submitted in honor? And what, it, what is he called to do, not called to do? Listen, you're never called to be submitted to an abusive authority. You don't have to allow yourself to be abused by an authority. That would be wrong, okay? We're gonna talk about that next week, so just pause that, come back, all right? That's why you should come to church every single week, right, it's good for you. <clears throat> I want you to think about this, and we're gonna press into this next week a little more, but I wanna seed this idea is if you are in authority, then how do you carry it? Practical application. We need to change, I gotta fall in love with authority, I gotta get in, gotta get all the way in, and how do I then carry it? What would the Father do? Just ask yourself this before you do anything, before you start driving your heavy equipment. What would the Father do? If the Father's gonna lead someone, the Father God is gonna lead somebody, Does he need to get all big and over them and start yelling at them? Hey, you idiot, you're so stupid. Does the Father talk to us this way? Get do what you're doing. Does the Father have to beat, physically beat people into submission? No. Does the Father have to manipulate and control? No. So if the Father wouldn't do it with his authority, you shouldn't either. The Father leads with love with influence and sacrifice. Father served his way into your heart. Through his son, he died for it all. He died for you. He he spilt his blood just for you, everything, so that you, he served you so you could encounter him to the fullest and be in the family. God's called us to use our authority to serve, to love, to lead, not to control, manipulate, abuse, damage, amen? Amen. if you're in a damaging relationship, an abusive relationship, someone's telling you submit and let them keep beating you, run. You can still honor and run, and we'll talk about that next week. But God wants to move in your life. We need a shift, and before we leave, we're going to pray for a shift in the way we see authority. We're going to ask God to get us in. Maybe you're out right now. Maybe you have one foot in, one foot out, right? And maybe you've been irresponsibly driving some heavy equipment, and you haven't been submitted and listening because you're afraid. Whatever it happens to be, we're going to pray, okay? Will you stand? Will you stand? We're going to pray, and then we'll just worship. So um, before we go, well, let's pray. Let's pray. You want to shift? You want to change? Get your heart ready, get your heart centered, and I'm gonna pray, but as I pray, you just, I'm praying with, for all of us together, okay? So let's pray together, you just pray in your heart. Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you as one body, one church, all before one living God. King of kings, Lord of lords, God, you have all the authority, Lord Jesus, you are King Jesus of my life, my heart. You say, if you be high and lifted up, you'll draw all of us unto you. So we lift you high up, King Jesus. Nothing is more important than you, not me, not my title. There's no accomplishment that any of us have ever done that is really anything, God. It's all about you. You are the King of kings, Lord of our lives, Lord of our church, Lord of our families, Lord of our jobs, Lord of everything. So, God, we submit our life to you first, Jesus. We find ourselves all in to you. Come on, if your heart's not all in to Jesus, all into you right now in Jesus' name, God, I submit my life to you. And right now I just give over my whole life to you. God, re-correct the way I've seen authority. Realign the way that I've seen authority. If I've been hurt by authority, I just purpose and choose to forgive. I purpose and choose to forgive that authority that has abused me. I release them. I cast that I, I cast out that bitterness that has been plaguing my heart I just release it in Jesus name right now and I choose and purpose to forgive them and let them go for messing it all up and hurting me and I pray for that bitterness and that judgmental spirit to be gone and never return in the name of Jesus and Holy Spirit heal my heart from this brokenness and God I pray that you'd help and you'd bless that authority figure or authority figures that have damaged me and they've done wrong I just bless them Holy Spirit, pour out on them, heal them, help them in their brokenness. And God, I pray that you'd bring me in to your church, in to authority, submitted fully, and God, that I'd be in a healthy, safe place. God, make our church a healthy, safe place to lead, to love, to be. God, will you just help each and every one of us to just step it up in our integrity, our purity. God, in, a, in the way we speak to one another, the way we see and honor one another, will you step up our life Upgrade us now. God, in Jesus' name, we bless you, God. We, Holy Spirit, we invite you to move in righteousness through us. Let us use our authority, Father God, the way you would use your authority, Lord. Empower us and use us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please connect with us at abbottloop.org and like us on Facebook. Services in Anchorage, Alaska are at 9 and 11 a.m. We hope to see you soon.